Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, January 18th. And in case you were not sure, it is January. And welcome to winter. I'm telling you, I was telling my wife last night, uh, we were almost just in disbelief. Christmas Day, it was 70 degrees. New Year's Day, it was 70 degrees. And uh, now it's about negative 70. Not quite, but it feels just so cold. And uh, yesterday afternoon, I was outside and I saw the, the temperature. It looked like it was okay. Uh, but that wind yesterday, it was brutal. It uh, reminded me of being back in the Midwest where I grew up. Now, of course, it gets a lot colder there. I know I'm just a wimp from being in California for nine years and then being in North Carolina for eight years. Uh, but it's winter, and you know what? I'm so thankful we get to uh, serve God, not just in the summer, but we get to serve Him in the winter. And, uh, you know, we've got it so rough, don't we? You know, with heat and air conditioning and, uh, uh, you know, cars that have heat and air conditioning. And I don't know how we're going to make it. You know, we're, we're suffering for Jesus. And uh, I say that, of course, I'm kidding because we are so spoiled. But I thank the Lord for today, and I hope you're having a good day today. And we welcome you. Uh, to those who are listening on the radio, 95.9 FM, thank you for joining us. Uh, those that are listening on the radio app and those on our podcast, thank you for joining us today. And then those that are watching on Facebook and watching on YouTube, we welcome you. Uh, we had, of course, Sunday, we had a great day, although most everybody was watching online or listening on the radio. The weather was really pretty bad. For us, it was bad. Uh, the, the, the snow and then the ice and then the, the rain was just, it was a cold and it was just hovering right, right around freezing. But it was a good day and I thank the Lord for that and we're looking forward to now a great week and uh, I hope that uh, you are having a good day today. I want to say happy birthday to Michael Bishop and I hope you have a great day. I got to talk to Michael uh, Sunday morning early. He was out here helping us get some stuff done with the sidewalks and um, he uh, does all of the, the grass cutting around here and all that, and I appreciate him. Also, uh, one of our uh, sheriff's deputies, and so I hope you pray for all of our law enforcement officers. And if you see Michael today, wish him a happy birthday. Let's pray for our church, pray for our school, uh, pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for one another, and uh, let's pray God will give us a great week. Still a lot of sickness and things going around. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of people getting better, so that's always good. But I hope you pray for one another and, uh, you know, you'd want somebody to be praying for you if you were the one that was sick. And so I hope we'll do that for others as well. Here's a great song we're going to play, uh, Andrew and Mary Beth Jones. They come every year in February and they'll be with us again this year, February. They'll be here for I Love My Church Sunday. It's the Sunday, uh, let's see, or the day before Valentine's, February 13th. And it will have a great time with them. And they do such a good job. But here's a song they sing. And uh, it's a reminder of the fact that uh, uh, our God, He is uh, God alone. There's nobody else. 
and nobody else can do what our God can do. I want you to hear this song, and then after the song, we will get into our Bible study. We're starting today in Proverbs chapter 29. We're getting close to the end, and uh, we've got a couple more weeks at least, I'm sure. But I hope you enjoy this song by Andrew Mary Beth Jones. I hope you enjoyed that song, and uh, we'll play some more of their uh, songs in the uh, days leading up to them coming. Just to remind you, you don't want to miss uh, that Sunday, February 13th, but honestly, I don't think you want to miss any Sunday. Every Sunday, God meet with, meets with us, and God blesses us, and uh, I don't go to church on Sunday just because of uh, the person that's going to be there, but I go to church on Sunday because it's commanded by God uh, for us to assemble, for us to gather, for us to worship. And uh, I like being at church. I like being with God's people in God's house, and uh, I'm excited about uh, that Sunday. But I'm looking forward to this Sunday already, and we're praying we'll have a great day uh, this coming Sunday. Proverbs 29, verse number 1. Uh, I'm sure this does not 
relate to you. I'm sure this has, uh, you probably don't even know what this is like, but it says, he that being often reproved. Oh, you probably don't ever have to be corrected, right? Because you're perfect and uh, you've never made a mistake. You've never been wrong. Uh, and if you're, if you're sitting uh, at home or if you're in the car nodding your head saying, yeah, he's got me figured out right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, we all make mistakes and we all, the Bible says, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we all need to be corrected. Uh, I tell you what, the Bible will give us the correction. The Bible will show us things in our life that are, are not right, that need to get right. But it says, he that being often reproved. I think as Christians, I think we need to be often reproved. The word in Proverbs 29 verse 1, reproved, it means to be rebuked. It means to be corrected. It means to be punished. It means to be chastised like a child would be disciplined by a loving parent. Uh, a Christian, a child of God, will need to be disciplined by a loving heavenly father. Now, let's be very, very honest and be very, very upfront. And let's all just put this all on the table and say, none of us enjoy being corrected. And if you do, there's something wrong with you. The truth is we don't. And I think a lot of it is because of pride. We don't want to admit we're wrong, and we certainly don't want somebody else telling us we're wrong. But, but none of us like to be corrected. You know what we like? We like a pat on the back. And by the way, I do. We all do. I like someone to praise me. I like someone to compliment me. I like someone to say, wow, you did a good job. I don't like to hear someone say, that was terrible. That was awful. You need to fix that. You need to change that. But the Bible tells us that we need to be often reproved. We get to the New Testament and we find that the preaching of the Word, it is given for reproof and for rebuke and for exhortation. It's given for our correction. It's given for our instruction. We need to be reproved. But the Bible says this, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck. Now that's the wrong response. The right response is to be reproved and to say, I need to get right. The correct response is to say, Lord, you are right. I am wrong. I'm sorry. I confess my sin. I want to be right with you. I want to be pleasing to you. I want to be the Christian that you want me to be. That's the proper response. But here is the improper response, that you harden your neck. Yeah, the Bible talks a lot about the children of Israel being stiff-necked, meaning they would not listen. They would not change. Uh, they would not yield or submit to God. Instead, they wanted to fight against God. They wanted to, to bristle when God spoke, and they wanted to do their own thing. And he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck. The Bible says he shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Now, I'm glad that God is a God that gives us many chances. He's the God of the second chance. When you read the book of Jonah, you see that very clearly. God is so gracious. He is so merciful. He is so long-suffering. But I want to remind you, God does not guarantee that you are always going to have another chance. God does not always guarantee that I'm going to have another chance. It could be that that judgment will come, and it'll come quickly. It'll come suddenly. It'll come without warning. And when that judgment comes, it's possible that then there won't be any help. There won't be any remedy. There won't be another chance. And so the answer is that when God reproves us, when God corrects us, that we 
respond biblically and we respond properly so that we don't have to experience the judgment of God. Now, children obviously are reproved probably more often by a parent or by a, a grandparent or a teacher or a coach or, or whoever, some authority. But we all are reproved. Maybe it's not by a parent. Maybe you're out of the house and you're, you're an adult. Well, maybe it's a boss that will reprove you. Uh, maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a, a government authority. Maybe it's a police officer. Uh, maybe it's your business owner, or maybe it's your supervisor, or it's your manager. Can I tell you, sometimes it's a pastor or a preacher that will reprove based on what the Bible says. Now, the pastor is not telling you what he thinks. He's just telling you what God's Word says, but a pastor will reprove. Uh, maybe it's a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you've sat in a Sunday school class, and boy, that teacher was teaching, and you thought, man, that's exactly for me. That teacher, he must know what I do at home. Well, no, he doesn't know what you do at home, or she doesn't know what you do at home, but they're just preaching the Bible. They're just teaching the Bible, and the Holy Spirit is pointing out things that you're doing at home that you should not be doing. Here's the problem. The problem is that most people cannot and will not accept reproof. We, we don't want it. We don't want to hear it. We ignore it. We get mad. We get upset. We, we cast the blame on the, on the person who is the delivery boy. Uh, we get upset with the messenger. But friend, we must accept reproof if we're going to be helped. 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, Paul told Timothy to preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Now there needs to be patience and there needs to be doctrine. There needs to be truth. But here's what Paul goes on to tell Timothy. He says, The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Here's the problem with our generation today. Everybody wants to hear what they want to hear. Who cares about the truth? Who cares what the Bible says? Just tell me something that's going to make me feel good. And by the way, that's not just the people in the pew. That's the preachers that are standing up preaching. And that's why preachers will not preach against sin and preachers will not preach against the things that people are doing because they want applause. They want a pat on the back. They want a, a, a that a boy, congratulations. But can I tell you, friend, there's going to be times where a preacher is going to step on your toes. There's going to be times where the Holy Spirit of God is going to convict you because of what the Bible says and how that is contradicting the way that you're living. You see, we will never survive the attacks of the devil without the preaching and without the correction from the Word of God. We'll never grow in our Christian life. We'll never be all that God wants us to be unless we learn to accept reproof. Can I tell you, we must respond to the preaching. We must respond to the teaching. We must respond to the doctrine of the Word of God. Sometimes I think the reason that we do not accept reproof is simply because we're not listening. Sometimes we can sit through a sermon or sit through a Sunday school lesson or maybe read our Bible in our devotions or, or, or hear a, a broadcast like this on the radio and, and we've tuned out. Uh, we have to work at listening. Uh, here is my challenge for today, and we're already out of time, but my challenge for today is this, uh, to listen on purpose. Uh, when you come to church on Wednesday night especially, or Sunday school, you know, it'd be good to take notes. It'd be good to jot some things down. It'd be good to mark your Bible. It'll help you to pay attention. It'll help you to listen. 
Uh, maybe you don't come to the services. You're maybe one of our shut-ins, or maybe you've got some health issues or whatever. And so you listen at home or you watch the service at home. Can I encourage you, put away distractions and get out a pen and paper. Get your Bible out. And as the preaching is going on, listen and jot notes down and, and, and make applications in your own life. But listen to the Word of God. I don't give a lot of notes on Sunday morning in the services or Sunday nights. You can always jot a few things down, but, but Wednesday night Bible study or, or Sunday school, that'd be a great time to, to work on listening and taking notes and writing things down. Uh, while you're listening, I encourage people to, to watch and to pay attention to the preacher. Pay attention uh, to the teacher. Make eye contact. Uh, eliminate distractions. Uh, put away the smartphone. You say, well, I'm using my smartphone right now. I understand that. I got you. Uh, but maybe you need to uh, turn off the notifications so you don't get uh, a ding every time somebody sends you an email or, or every time you get a, a notification on Facebook or whatever it is. But eliminate distractions. And then I'll say this, when the preacher preaches and when the Holy Spirit speaks, I think you ought to respond. I think I love it when I'm preaching and people nodding their head. Not nodding in sleep, but nodding in agreement. I love it. You know what that tells me? That they're engaged, that they're listening, they're paying attention. I love it when people say amen. I love it when people, you can see a, a tear coming down their face because God is speaking, God is working. I love it during the invitation when people come forward and they respond. But that's how we ought to be when God reproves us. Don't harden your neck, but respond and do what God is telling you to do. Do what God is speaking to you about. I hope you have a great day today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Looking forward to a great day together for our Winning Side broadcast. We're looking forward to a great day in church tomorrow night. We've got our school chapel. It's going to be a great day. God bless you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.